Welcome to the Everything Eichler podcast brought to you by Bass Pro Shops and Cabela's. And I am sitting here with a pretty awesome young lady, Jesse Harrison. Thanks for coming on, Jesse. Thanks for having me. We've been having so much fun. <laughs> the best time ever. Oh, it's a, an absolute <laughs> blast. So a lot of people know Jesse from her competitive shooting because really you've done that your whole life. My entire really, life. Right? Mm-hmm. Your dad was into it. Yep. So talk a little bit about your shooting history, because I thought it was neat to learn. We saw some we saw some old stuff on YouTube of you. <laughs> I as, need to reach out to that guy, whoever put that highlight reel together. Oh, it was unreal. <laughs> I was like telling some other people, I was like, you got to check this out. You have got to see your shoot. It will blow your mind. So then we found an old one yep. of you and Jasmine the cowboy. Jesse. Jasmine Jesse. <laughs> what do they call that? That's your. Act- That's my alias. Ali- oh, yep. alias. Jasmine Jesse. And that was really cool to watch on, on YouTube. Thank you. But for anybody that hasn't, or if you want to check out some really amazing stuff, check out YouTube, but talk a little bit about your history and where people can watch other videos of you. Because I I know my son watches you on Instagram (laughs) like crazy. A bunch of the people are like, oh my gosh, you know, she's amazing. And I watched her do this or I watched her do that. Keep going, keep going. (laughs) No, it's awesome. So I want people to learn a little bit about your history. So start talking about that a little bit with the, with your dad, probably getting you into shooting and kind of your career, because now you make a living doing something that's pretty incredible. So I grew up in a shooting family. My dad was a competitive shooter. He's shot for a very long time. Um, He didn't make a living at it. This was just his hobby, but he was very, very good. He's a five-time world champion cowboy action shooter. Wow. And so I grew up on the range with him. Uh, Before he started shooting cowboy action, he was shooting USPSA, which is what I shoot now. And he won the Georgia State Championships the year my brother was born and the year I was born. And there's actually an old photo of him going up to get his trophy and he's carrying me in his arms. I'm just a little baby. Oh, so, so literally, literally my entire life. Um, and I would always go to the range with him, practice, shoot with him. That was just our time together. And I never really felt the desire to shoot a competition until I was 15. He would always ask me, but I just wasn't ready and he didn't push it. But for some reason, uh, we had our Georgia State Cowboy match coming up uh, when I was 15 years old. And he asked, hey, you want to shoot it with me? And I thought, thought I would. And I had been practicing with him, so I was ready, or as ready as I could be. Right. And shot the match and won my first match. No, you didn't. Here's the kicker. I was the only one in my division. (laughs) (laughs) Still a win. I would be everybody that showed up, okay? Um, But no, but from that moment, what I learned is I have a passion for this, and this is what I want to do. So growing up, I never really knew what I wanted to be. I didn't have that drive to be a doctor or a lawyer or, you know, how some kids just know right away. Um, But when I shot that first competition, the light switch flipped, and I said, this is what I have to do. I don't know how. I don't know if this is even possible, but this is all I want to do is shoot. So from there, I started training with my dad and some of the other cowboy action shooters in Georgia, and I'd shoot more matches, go to the nationals, shoot the world championships, and just started making my way. I'd set a goal, try and reach it, and I had... I was ahead of the curve in shooting simply because I trained with world champions. So if you train with someone above you, you're going to rise to meet that occasion. So I felt I had such an advantage, um, one, my dad being such an awesome shooter, and then training with all these other shooters back home. It just really kind of kick-started my career and my training. So from there... 
I was shooting a cowboy match out in California and the valley was just nothing but ranges and all different types of sport shooting. So as we're driving to the range for the cowboy match, I see all these other shooters and they've got on jerseys with logos. And here I am in my 1800s clothing <laughs> and my hat and I see all these logos and I clicked. I was like, they're making money for those logos. That's how that works. They're so getting paid. They're getting shoot. paid. This is what I'm looking for. So I checked out that match, and it happened to be the Steel Challenge, which is the World Speed Shooting Championships. So after that, I went back home, and I knew we had those types of matches at home. So I told my dad, I want to go shoot this, try and learn a new discipline. But I was shooting it with my cowboy guns. I shot Steel Challenge with two single-action revolvers. <laughs> so hard. Do not recommend. Don't, don't, don't do it. <laughs> no. <laughs> but that was my way in. That was what I knew. And they had a single-action division. So a few years later, I went out to California, shot the World Speed Shooting Championships with my single-actions, and won the World Shooting title out there, the ladies' title. And there was more than one person there, probably. Yes, there were, there were a couple <laughs> others this time. Um but that continued for maybe two more years shooting cowboy. And during that time, um, Glock, the firearms manufacturer, is based out of Georgia. Their mm -hmm. female shooter left and went to another company. And while I had started shooting um, Still Challenge, one of the ladies at Glock, she knew I was trying to find a way to get into these more modern disciplines. And she gave me a heads up. She said, hey, they're going to be looking for another female shooter. You should put in some sort of resume. And now I'm thinking, what is a resume? Yeah. What do I do? You, what's a resume for I, shooting? I know. So I had some help. Um, they said, just put together any titles you've won. I said, but I haven't done anything in this world. This is all cowboy stuff. But they knew it would translate. Shooting is shooting. So I put it together a resume, submitted it, and they called me back and said, hey, we want to bring you onto the team. And believe it or not, they brought on another girl from single action um, or from cowboy shooting, Randy Rogers. She was a cowboy shooter and I was too, and we both came onto the team at the same time. So that was what kick-started my shooting career because at that point I have a signed contract, I have a sponsor covering expenses. I can now go travel and shoot and start to try and make a name for myself or figure out if I can do this for a living. It was my launching pad. But I think it's important. You're you're not getting rich at this point. I mean, when no. you get Glock on there, you they're just covering some of your yes, expenses. Yes, they were just covering to, expenses. To, to I wasn't get getting paid. Yeah. To, so I just yep. want to point that out because yes. you and me have talked, and, and yes. I don't want people to think, oh, well, that was no. Your first you were sponsor still, and it's made. No, yeah, you were still, I was still hustling. Right. So I signed with Glock. I shoot with them for about five years, and that's when I started to kind of create a name for myself, which is what I needed to be recognized within the industry to attract other companies to try and build more sponsors. And as that started happening, started winning championships. Um, and I'm stepping into a world where there's women that are world and national champions. And I'm, I'm looking at these ladies. I'm like, okay, that's where I need to be. And no disrespect to them whatsoever. To me, this is a compliment, but they were the people I needed to beat because they were the best. Right. If I could beat them, I could be the best. I could move on and get sponsors and try and make a living and um, spend a couple of years shooting matches, winning titles, just kind of stack in the list. And at some point, um, I had my first signed paying contract, and that was actually with Leopold. I know you're sponsored oh, by them so now. Oh, that's so awesome, yep. yes. So that was my first signed paying contract, and I was just so excited. I was like, oh, my God, this is it. I finally – but the time I realized I wanted to shoot and the time I got a paying contract was probably 10 years. And how much time did you put in, like, competing, competing, Every shooting? Every day on the range. At that point, I was shooting 1,000 rounds a day. A thousand? A thousand rounds Think a day. Think of that. That's hard to even 
That's hard to yeah. imagine. A thousand rounds a day yep. because you were so set on your goal. I knew I had... I had to continue building my foundation. So in shooting, and we've talked with Trent about this, you have to have a good foundation. It's like building a house. If the foundation is not there, nothing else is going to hold. And for me, how I like to train, I need rounds downrange. I need repetition. That's what makes me feel confident and lets me know, okay, I'm prepared. So a thousand rounds a day, knocking them out and sign Leopold. Um, I think that was maybe 2010 or 2011, then Hornady right after. And at that point I was like, man, this is, this is happening, but it's still, I need to keep going. I need, you know, I'm trying to make a living. So, um, but that's something that I think a lot of people don't realize, especially new shooters coming into the game. You know, they want to, they want to be a sponsor shooter, a pro shooter and make a living at this. And I'm like, you, you see the people that are here right now and you see what's there, but you haven't even begun to peel back the layers to see what it took to get there. And that's what I try and and, 10 years of paying it. Yes. So that's what I try and instill in new shooters as they're coming into it. Cause I get asked a lot, Oh, how do I want to be a pro shooter? Okay. Put in the time. You've got to put in the time. But from there signed Leopold Hornady, um, shortly after signed with Taurus and I've been with Taurus for 10 years now. And it, it was the best decision I ever made because when I was with Glock, I had to make the decision to stay and keep what I had or leave, have a period of nothing and hope to sign something. Um, so I did it. It was terrifying, but it was the best decision I ever made because it launched it launched my career financially to where I could do this for a living. Well, so, but that was a give and take because look at how much stuff yeah. you've done for Taurus as well. Like you've helped yep. them design things. Um, you've got something else really cool coming out. We can't really talk about it just yet. <laughs> um, yep. But, you know, you've literally helped them take that to the next level i think between I've tried. you i can't take credit for all oh, no. of it Brett, but the I've tried to have the president Brett's done an amazing job he has but he's they, done a great job since he's come on board but they refer to you a lot and that's really that's really i neat. try because <laughs> i know it's neat when i'm talking to him they're like well jesse shoots this or, you know what i mean i'm like okay well that's 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 well, funny because i go to you okay fred what are you using when you hunt <laughs> <laughs> so it's kind of nice we have that i want if nothing else out of this podcast talk about your Instagram, because it's, it's really amazing. And I love sitting here with you because I'm surrounded by a lot of strong women. You are, Um, you have such a crew here. Don't I? I mean, literally. It's almost like you're Fred. We all love you, but these women make the show happen. (laughs) No, there are, there's some amazing people. I mean, my wife's, you know, to be one tough She's cookie. She's my hero. I mean, she can do pretty much anything. You know, Lieutenant Jesse yep. uh, that works with us. Is Team Jesse. She does absolutely everything. We have one of our guys. And there's a great guy behind the camera named Tim right now. Oh, yeah. Now. Tim's He's awesome. awesome. Yeah, awesome, Tim. Tim's all hurt because I said some amazing women on the team. But, no, we have some great guys, too. But, yeah. really, uh, we have been very fortunate. And there's a lot of really strong women that work with mm-hmm. us as well. And Lauren, you know, one of the guides yep. here, you know, she's a pretty tough lady. But... A lot of times people categorize mm-hmm. and like, oh, well, she's good for a girl. You know what I'm saying? And I can't tell you how many times I've heard that. <laughs> oh, it's, it's, it's crazy. But, yeah. you know, I talk to people. I'm like, no, you don't, you don't understand. <laughs> I've watched Jesse shoot. She can hit targets quicker than I can just pull the trigger and, and point in the ground and shoot. But, but I want to give you like a, an example of this. You just shot a match in Texas yep. not very long ago. It was a single stack division, yep. right? Now, forgive me because I still don't know all the acronyms <laughs> in, okay. in, in your world. Yep. But a ton of people were talking about this, and I was so proud of you. <laughs> not only did you win, 
that Texas <laughs> championship. But I'm nervous. No, but you also beat all the men in your in, in your division, division yeah. which is that to me is <laughs> awesome because sometimes there's that separation, like yeah. oh, and you know, sometimes people are quick to try and knock you down. Yep. Right. You get to the top. It's the and tall poppy syndrome. Yeah. <laughs> and everybody's shooting at you, or you know, yeah. people will make a comment. Oh, well, this or that. Yeah. But I thought that was so neat because I went, wow. Not only did she beat everybody <laughs> in her, you know, in her class, you know what I mean, but she also beat all the men in that same division. So I was super proud of you. Thank you so much. And you just like let's talk about something. You have how many? Thirteen? How many? How many championships? <laughs> Do you even know? Ugh. You got to know some. You got to please My share. Last Don't count. be embarrassed because she doesn't brag about herself. I'm going to brag hate, on you. I hate talking about myself in this I manner. Know. But I want to. I want to. I want to talk about that. I'm going to yep. put you on the spot. How many championships? How many world championships? The last time I sat and counted up national and world titles it was over 100 and that was a couple of years ago <laughs> but you just won world again i did how long ago like two last months weekend oh see <laughs> before we came out here you need to brag on yourself more that no, is unbelievable just one world <laughs> but for people to watch you shoot and and i want to delve into how you can become a better shooter and mm-hmm. and what jesse's taught like my son trent things like that talk a little bit about where people can go and see that. Like we pulled you up on YouTube and you were even yeah. shocked. Jesse, we were literally sitting here and she there. goes, I didn't, I didn't put that up. Who put this up? Some, it's a great highlight reel. I need to get it. I oh, need to reach out to the guy and get it. Yeah, some it's guy really put good. up put up some stuff on, yeah. on Jesse yeah. and it showed her Jasmine Jesse, the old <laughs> cowboy action stuff. And then it showed, you know, some of the more recent yeah. stuff and competitions that you're shooting. Mm-hmm. But if somebody wants to check it out, what's your Instagram? So Instagram is Jesse L. Harrison, and that's Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. But All right. Spell it for everybody. J-E-S-S-I-E-S-S. I forgot to spell my name. J-E-S-S-I-E-L Harrison, H-A-R-R-I-S-O-N. Had a brain fart. There nice. For a I, I yep. get those all the time. Well, it's not like we haven't had a busy day. We're going to yeah. share that with you in a minute. <laughs> but so you can check this out. Go to her Instagram. What else do you have? Twitter? Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. I don't post a lot to YouTube. Um, there were just a lot of issues, you know, with all the gun stuff in YouTube. So right. my main page is Instagram. Instagram. Everything on Instagram goes to Facebook. So but people can see some of the competitions yeah. and it will blow you away. Yeah. So, so much to talk about. And I'm, I'm pretty excited. <laughs> and I, when I get excited, I start talking fast. So you might have to reel me in a little bit. You guys came out here, mm-hmm. and and it was so neat. Trent got to meet you, and also Casey. Mm-hmm. Um, and you guys are an amazing team too, and and such good teachers. But my son Trent, I'll be honest, I kind of thought, man, he's going to gravitate to the bow. But I've yeah. introduced all the boys to everything. I like pistol shooting, rifle shooting, muzzleloader shooting, bow shoot, compound, recurve, crossbow, <laughs> atlatl. I mean, Everything. if it'll, yeah, if, <laughs> if it'll go further than I could throw a rock, man, you know, blow guns. I'm like, let's, let's anything. Yeah. Slingshot. Let's, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. And so I introduced Trent to everything and he really gravitated to the handguns yeah. and he knew about you guys. Like, and he was watching <laughs> Instagram and watching this and watching that. But when you guys came out, you, you guys blew me away and, and you're the way you were with Trent and the way Aww. you took your time to we not love Trent. Oh, he's awesome. <laughs> he is. He's, he's the best. He's a great kid, but you had such a way with him. And, and so did Casey. I'm not taking anything away from Casey cause he also trained, but mm-hmm. you know, this is about you. And he was like, she's amazing. And Aww. she taught me so much stuff <laughs> and you didn't make him feel when you're talking to a world champion. I mean, it's probably hard 
sometimes to relate mm-hmm. yeah. to somebody that doesn't have that. You know, yeah. Trent's, Trent's was single action 357 <laughs> with me shooting steel yeah. plates or, you know, what, what am I, yeah. G3s or something, you know, <laughs> shooting or one of dad's old 45s. Mm-hmm. But you helped him go, oh my gosh. Aww. Like when you were little, but like, this is what I want to do. So yeah. Trent has just. I love that. I'm so glad you told me that. <laughs> oh, he is eight up. So he is, he's, he's into it and you've helped him a bunch. And I love that you help new shooters. <laughs> and, and that was really neat try, of you guys to do. You know, it, it's giving back. It is. No, no matter what I've won, what my status is, which I don't, I don't care about that. The competition is what drives me. The titles are just the end game. Um, but no matter what level anyone gets to, everyone started at ground zero at one point or another. And I know exactly how that feels. I remember my very first competition. I remember even being nervous to practice thinking I'm going to shoot a competition with my dad as a kid because it's it, it's a different mindset at this point. So I know exactly how that feels and – I, I would never want to make anyone feel anything less. Um, and I always want them to know that this is, this might be day one, but in a couple of years, you're going to look back and be like, okay, that was my day one. And look how far I've come. Look Look at Trent, for example. Um, he's done so great. I remember I came out three years ago. We had a Taurus marketing meeting out here and he wanted to shoot. And I have that picture. He's like this tall. He's he's taller than me now. now, but he, uh, it's when he was doing the YouTube um, videos where he would take guns from video games and then show the real guns right. in real life and, you know, kind of put those two together. But I spent some time on the range with him and I just, I saw that one, he has such a passion for shooting. He was just eat up with it, but he has a lot of natural talent. And over the years, just getting to know y'all more and watching Trent grow up and he still loves shooting. And the last time we came out, shot with him a little bit. And that's when I said, you know what? One, Taurus got to a position to where we could expand the team And then knowing y'all and Trent and kind of incorporated with Taurus already, I said Trent is the perfect junior to bring onto the team. And not because he's this world-renowned shooter, but because he's starting out and we can help him. We can get him where he wants to be and give him the opportunity, if nothing else. And that's – I love – that we've been able to do that. And he's, he's going to do amazing. He's going to do so good. He was so excited to show you what he had learned. Like he was like, he took it and he's like, okay. He's like, he's dad, and he's teaching me stuff. Yeah. You know, he's like, no dad, you're not doing that right. That'll mess up. You know, you no, know, it's like Jesse said, you know what I'm like? Oh my gosh. If I heard Jesse, I can't even shoot a pistol around him. It's literally, you've ruined my pistol shooting it's with my better son. You don't. Because he's like, he's like, no dad, that's yeah. You, you, you need to do this and no. do that. So it's fun watching him. Yeah. So you got to check out some of Jesse's stuff but you also are a passionate outdoorsman too but yes. I, I want people to get a tip from you and I, I want mm-hmm. to talk to you before we move on to all of Jesse <laughs> um, talk a little bit about if you were to give somebody a tip right now mm-hmm. um, because as a world-renowned shooter with you know a ton of titles world titles and everything else um, if you were to say to somebody watching right now what, what are three tips if you want you know what Here's a couple tips that you could practice at home mm-hmm. um, that will help you 
be either yeah. more accurate, faster. Because if you watch some of this Instagram, watch a huge change bank. <laughs> we had a gal here the other day that was like a sniper in oh, Israel. She was so yeah, awesome. Yeah, she, and, and she was like, <laughs> oh my gosh, those mag chains. You were just like, <laughs> and I was like, that is ridiculous. I love the sound effects. Oh, sorry. That was, but that's, <laughs> no, it's perfect. Oh, it's crazy. It was like, you know, the mag, and then it's, one's hitting the ground, and the other one's already, there was almost no break in the shooting. It was like, <laughs> and I'm like, she changed the mag in there somewhere. But if you were to give somebody a tip, Here's three things that I would tell you that would yeah. help somebody that's maybe like me, just enjoy yeah. shooting once in a while. They want to beat their buddies, maybe their kids, yep. or, or just get a little better. <laughs> What's a couple tips that you could give give people that are listening to this right now to make them better shooters? So first and foremost, I want to tell everybody, be safe when you're handling firearms, whether it's dry firing at it's home, very live fire. Yeah. It you. is. That's, it's a no, disclaimer, right. full disclaimer. Right. Um, but just be safe and be knowledgeable. If you're if you don't have a clear understanding of what you're doing, then please go find someone uh, for a lesson or to train with them. Anything after that, um, say you're in competition or, like you said, you want to beat your son. Um, <laughs> <laughs> one thing you can do at home because right now we know there's an ammo crisis a shortage. Right. One thing you can do at home is dry fire. That is one of if you can't get to the range every day, that's one of the most important things you could do. Um, and, and you what told that Trent means, that before. Yeah. I just want to point this out. You did say that before the ammo. Yeah, you know, before. Yeah, they're, they're, they're still making five yeah. times more ammo than they ever have. Yes. But people are just buying it up at a yep. crazy rate. But you had said that before, the, the dry yes. fire. So talk I'll tell to people anybody about that. that. So dry firing is when you are manipulating the firearm, practicing draws, sight pictures, trigger press, but you have no ammo near you. That is very important. No ammo. Um, so not only in the gun, but nowhere near you. Just don't even bring it out. Okay. Um, because most of the time you're going to dry fire at home and you don't want to have an accident in the house. Um, but you're just going to have your holster and rig on, some magazines empty, have your firearm. And all you're going to want to do is maybe put up a target or find a spot on the wall. And you're just going to practice drawing your gun and acquiring your sight picture. Um, at that point you can acquire the sight picture and press the trigger to work on uh, your trigger manipulation and what dry firing is going to do is it's going to show you everything that could be a problem during live fire but without the recoil because on the range when the gun is going off it's an explosion in your hand and you can't tell oh I'm jerking the trigger or I'm gripping my hands right as I pull the trigger because when the gun goes off you can't see the manipulation so dry firing is going to unveil all of maybe the the bad habits that might be there. Um, so if the whole thing, you're saying draw, come yeah, out, fire. Yeah, grab a timer if you have it. If not, just go, you know, off of whatever. But you're going to have gun holstered and practice all different types of draws. So in competition, you'll see a hands relaxed, wrist above shoulders. You might have something where you have to touch the wall and then go and draw the gun. Um, and that's also going to help familiarize yourself with your firearm. And it will help you... Um, be aware of different things that might come up in competition so that you're not seeing it for the first time in competition. So say I had to start with my hands over here on a wall, but my gun's on my hip. If I've never done this, then this is going to feel awkward. It's not going to be right to the gun as it normally would. So you just want to kind of practice things at home that would be different other than just drawing the gun straight out of the holster. You okay, can so practice mag reloads. Um, you can practice stepping and moving, acquiring the sights. You can set uh, targets up down the hallway, practice shooting on the move, getting the sight pictures. You can do anything and everything till your heart's desire. So the first thing I think of when you say that, and there may be somebody listening that thinks this too, well, is that 
bad for your firearm? Like, no. is there a downside to, to that? Because a lot, you know, when I was a kid, it was always, ooh, don't drive, don't drive far, yeah. don't drive far. And it seems like today there might be some some guys yeah. that, you know, are or, or women that are listening to this that have been taught that too. I think the same thing. That's a good question. I'm glad you brought that up. So a lot of the firearms today, I know, cha-ching, a lot of the firearms today, say you have a strike of fire or a double action firearm, um, those are okay. You can dry fire those all day long. If you have a 1911 or a 2011, um, and I think we mentioned this to you when we were out here earlier, is if you just cock the hammer without manipulating the slide or holding the trigger, your hammer and sear, they're just going to start to wear. And so you want to make sure you just rack the slide to cock the hammer. And then there's no issue with that. But then also you can get things, they have snap caps um, or like a dummy cap. So it looks like a, an, a bullet at a cartridge, but it's made out of uh, like aluminum or something, but there's no primer. It's not a real bullet. It's just something you can put in the barrel so that as you drop the hammer, the firing pin has something to hit against. So that's what a lot of people have um, issues with is the hammer hitting the firing pin and there's no, there's nothing for it to impact. So it's just absorbing all the recoil and damage the firing pin. So you can get those or I know old school, they'll take a piece of leather and put in between um, the firing pin and the hammer. So the hammer just falls on the leather. Oh, okay. That's an old school trick. Um, but no, dry firing is extremely important. That's I would tell anybody that no matter whether there's ammo, no ammo, whether you go to the range five days a week or two days a week, dry fire, dry fire, dry fire. Um, the next thing is when you do go to the range, and a lot of people probably don't even realize this, that it would be important, but have a plan you good? Yeah, I'm good. I'm it's hot. Getting a little more coffee, <laughs> and I didn't want to make noise on the microphone, but I did it anyways. Thanks for pointing that out, though. And absolutely, me. <laughs> that's what I'm here for. Dude, um, but when you go to the range to practice, have a game plan. Don't just go out there and burn rounds. Have something that you're wanting to work on or improve, or a goal you want to reach, and set your practice around that. Um, that's say, interesting because I'm one of the guys that just kind of shows up and goes, hey, yeah, but you're not really achieving anything. You're right. just burning through your ammo. So have a goal in mind. Um, so say there's a competition coming up and I know there's going to be a very difficult shot, maybe like a 40 yard plate. I'm going to set that up and I'm going to work on that. Or I'm going to set up a drill. If I can't set up a 40 yard plate, I'm going to set up a drill that's going to instill accuracy. Um, and if I have something where I know I need to be a little bit faster, it's going to be maybe like a hoser match, um, then I'm going to work on speed. So just have a game plan when you head to the range. That would be another big tip. Um, Take off hoser, one of those. Uh, do I? I'm, I'm sorry, just old movie. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I'm older than you. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see, a third tip. So say someone's trying to be faster. Okay. I get that. I get this question a lot. I want to be faster. I want to be faster. Um, what I would say is while you're dry firing or if you're at the range, have a timer. You need a timer for this and you want to set it to a par time. So first, what you're going to do is you're going to draw and shoot and see what that time is. Okay. And say I draw and shoot and it's 1.5 seconds, second and a half. Um, and I Thanks. want to be faster. Huh? Thanks for the <laughs> 1.5, Fred. That's second one and a half. half. Yep. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> he wants to see Sorry. me doing math earlier or something. <laughs> No, so say I want to get, fa I want a faster draw than 1.5 seconds. So I know that's my benchmark. I'm going to set a par time for 1.45. And it sounds 
like we're talking hundreds of a second difference, but if you're trying to push yourself, you set milestones that you can reach. So you see improvement and have confidence because if I'm at 1.5 and I want to have a 0.8 draw, that's a long way to go. And it doesn't, it doesn't sound like a lot of time, but in shooting it's, it's a long, long time. So could be thousands of rounds. It could be. So you want to set set a part time, a goal that's obtainable, and then once you reach that, lower your part time. Work and reach that, lower your part time. Um, that's a really good way just to try and improve a speed skill. Um, that's something that I do, especially when I'm coming back from an off season. I'm not going to be right where I was when I stopped. So I'm going to start drawing, shooting shots, um, see where I'm at, and then just start setting the part time and. I love how you make it. She's making this sound easy, but if you watch her Instagram, like I don't, I'm pretty convinced. It's so easy. I'm, pre- <laughs> I'm pretty convinced that you don't even look at the sites. Like, <laughs> no, it seems like, it seems unnatural. You know, a lot like, of people will say, oh, it must, it's just muscle memory. You're just memory. shooting instinctive, yeah. right? But then no. I saw you shoot things yeah. that were too far apart. Like, because yeah. I saw you shooting some things that were really close. And I'm like, okay, maybe it's just muscle memory. Yeah. And she's just timed the trigger you know to go the, and then I watched you shoot stuff that was like running and different yeah. and I'm like okay so that blew that theory out of the water so it, 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 what are you well give me another tip I, we said three um, so there's two do you have another suggestion I would say tip? working on accuracy so a lot of people either learn to be accurate or learn to just go fast and figure the accuracy out later or be accurate and figure out the speed I learned to be accurate and work on speed um so when I'm working on accuracy drills, um, I'll shoot a lot of groups. Now, wait a minute. What's accuracy to you? Just for me and for everybody else that's listening. So like your accuracy and my accuracy may be two different things. Yeah. What do you consider a good group at a certain yardage? What do you consider? I, for my pistols and how they're set up and for how I want them to perform because they're customized, um, I'm going to check my zero starting at 10 and probably move all the way back to 30 unless I know there's going to be targets further back. But... Those pistols are capable of shooting groups touching. All the bullet rounds should be touching all the way back to 30. Doesn't mean I'm going to shoot that well. Right. Keep that in mind. So <laughs> there's shoot, some user error. But I mean, what, but, like, are you happy with a golf ball size group? Are you happy with a baseball size group? Yeah. It, okay. Yeah. If, if I'm shooting about a five round group, then about a golf ball size, I'd say 25, 30 yards. Yeah, that would be highly acceptable. And you're shooting that fast as well, though, right? No, not shooting a group. So that's okay. the difference between training for speed versus training for accuracy. Accuracy, you don't want to focus on speed until it's time to introduce that back into the equation. So okay. a lot of people think, okay, well, I'm just going to aim really hard, but I'm going to pull the trigger fast and keep going. And you've got to kind of break them down and separate them as you're working on them. So if I'm trying to work on accuracy, uh, one of the things that Casey and I do uh, when we go to the range is we'll pick a bay that has a plate rack. And and we'll start at 10, clean the plate rack, move back. And we'll, we call it a walk back. And we'll push back to like 30, 40 yards. And our goal is to draw and shoot all six plates clean, no misses. And what that does, and there's no timer. So what the timer does to a lot of people, and it's a mental, it's a mental thing, is when you hear the timer go off, all of a sudden you think, oh, my God, i got to go fast. So if I'm training purely accuracy, I'm not going to use the timer. I'm just going to draw, see the sight picture, and press the trigger. So that's a couple of different things to work on speed, improve accuracy, um, have a good game plan. Dry fire, have a game plan, and work on speed and accuracy. I feel like drills. I owe you now because I also want to say that I'll send you an invoice. <laughs> It'll be the I equivalent like how, of elk hunt. Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like how serious. I like how serious you look to me. You like to totally uh, nice. I so, 
<laughs> You're in. You can come anytime. I watched you shoot an elk, and I want to tell that story yes. too. But I also want to point out that's some pretty awesome tips. You train special forces and military. Mm-hmm. She travels all over the world training people. Yeah. Like, can I share the Africa story? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I was no just making secret. sure we were in no the well, we yeah. <laughs> we were in the truck and pretty neat. Yeah. But you're about to go shoot. What's the name of the competition in Africa? So it's the African Handgun Championships in South Africa, um, coming up this July. Casey and I are going to travel over. Um, you guys are going to win that. You're, you're both going to win it, so. aren't you? I would love to win it. It would be so awesome. <laughs> uh, okay. So, I'm, so now we're going to have to watch. We're going to win it. I know. <laughs> I, my guess is you are. But what's amazing is, even they're traveling to a totally different country, and they've already got. Tons of people that want to go to your training class. And I love yep. that you guys work with the military. That's awesome to me. And I, it is I, so I know you said I can't break us. out certain, but, <laughs> but, and I won't, but special forces, literally yeah. she's training our special forces to shoot handguns and, and do I have to give Casey the majority oh. of that credit. He's yeah, but you guys are both teaching those classes. We're a team. We work and help each other, yep. but he takes most of the brunt in training the military classes and I'm there to help. And you know, if, because it's, uh, these guys are, I mean, they're the elite of the elite. Right. I mean, they're good at everything. But sometimes some of them, um, you know, need a little bit of work on the accuracy. So I'll peel off with a few and help them. Um, I love that you guys are doing that. I though. know. It's so That's fulfilling. It's We truly enjoy that aspect of training. Um, it's, you know, Casey has an Army background. So um, we have a, a special place in our heart for all armed forces. And that's just something that we try and give back to these guys. Um, if we can show them anything, no matter how small, that is going to help them and bring them back home safe, then that's that's what we're there for. That's 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 incredible, and also <laughs> all the training you and you know Casey do do here. You know, you guys do a lot of training classes here as well. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm saying that because I appreciate you throwing out some yeah. of those tips. I know that's kind of <laughs> absolutely. You know, that's that, that's yeah. some really neat stuff, and Trent's learned a ton. But some of the other things about Jesse you may not know. She's also an avid hunter. Um, yep. I got to go out with her and Casey, and uh, I was pretty excited. Yep. You were gonna actually. She was actually. She was like, I'm gonna shoot this elk. I'm gonna shoot this elk with a handgun, and. As a guide and outfitter, it was one of those weeks. The weather was absolutely miserable. <laughs> it's one of those, you should have been here last week. Oh my gosh. <laughs> we had a huge snowstorm come in, and I'm like, yeah, oh the my night gosh. before we got here. Oh, yeah. The night before, it was freezing. We yeah. had tons of snow, and I'm like, oh, okay. This is we're going to try. Pressure's and it was, on. <laughs> it was like, it, it was what, which rifle season was it? I can't remember. Now. It was the last. It was, it was the four. third or fourth yeah. rifle season. It was late. So I'm like, oh my gosh, it's going to be so difficult. <laughs> but we set up in a blind, and the problem was we were laughing so hard. <laughs> no wonder we didn't see anything. No, no, no. It was never we quiet went, at all. <laughs> we giggled and laughed, and, and like I'm like, there's no way. There's no way an elk is going to hear us. So what was really cool is they were elk further down, yep. you know what I mean, in the field. We bail out of the blind. Yep. You were like crawling through the snow. It was like yeah. a foot of snow I mean, almost. it was up to my knees. I didn't have to crawl hard. <laughs> we're, we're crawling through the snow. I peek up. What were they? How far we were they? We started at, we peeked up over the bank 300 yards, went down, crawled through the snow, popped back up 200, went down again, popped back up, and we were now out of cover, and right. they're at 100 yards. They're at 100 yards. That's Last right. Last light. Last, it was It was literally, I'm like looking oh, at them like, we got I three know. minutes. You know what I mean? We're going to yeah. have to make this shot. And, and it's a hundred yards. I was, uh, I was out of my comfort zone with a handgun. Oh, That's but I was, thing. I was proud of you because I was willing to do whatever yeah. you wanted to do. But she was like, I love elk meat. Yeah. I love hunting. I'm, I'm going to shoot this rascal with a rifle. Yeah. And you made an amazing, sh- and it's so funny because <laughs> there's sometimes I'm guiding people and you're like, 
You know, he's doing a good job. Please, please get him. Please get him. And I watched you come and it was like, oh my gosh. Once I got the safety off. Oh yeah. Well, well, it's so cold. You probably couldn't even feel it. We're both freezing. freezing. Boom. I heard the solid whop. I mean, the bull took like five steps and I'm like, of course she shot it right above the heart, which was an awesome (laughs) shot. But you know, bull drop. But I, I also like people to know that side of you. I mean, not only are you a hardcore handgun shooter, but you're also an out outdoors lady you like yep. it all fishing and and hunting mm-hmm. but one thing that impressed me also is you harvested that elk and my job as a guide and outfitter something that i do is i hop in there and i start you know gutting and she's like whoa whoa, whoa. i want to get my own elk i'm like wow that's a you know that's not something you get every day and you jumped in there and gutted yeah. your own elk and i was like yeah. pretty dang cool so. that's just one i i love the process from start to finish um and for me, I hunt one. I love being outdoors and I love to hunt, but I hunt to eat. So yes. I, I typically won't shoot something that I'm not going to eat. That's just me. Um, but in my opinion, to show full respect to the animal for what it has now given me, its life and what it's going to provide for my family and I, I want to take care of it from start to finish. And just give it the utmost respect I possibly can. And to me, that is, I, I know it's your job, but it's not letting someone else do this for me. Um, it's me jumping in and being a part of it. And you assisted on some of the stuff because I haven't gotten an elk before. I've done whitetail and a few yeah. other things. But I gave you a couple um, tips here and there, but yeah. you did it. And it was in, it was uh, it was just something that impressed me. I was like, wow, that's really, <laughs> Thank you. you know, that's really cool. And it also, you know, for those, you know, listening right now, it wasn't a trophy bull either. And it was the yeah. first day. That we yeah. hunted. Yeah, and we went I out. Said, Tim took us out in the snow that morning. Oh, that's and, right. Um, and that was that evening, right? Yep, it was that evening. So it was literally the first day of her hunt. Yeah. And I said, not a big bull. It's a legal bull. Yeah. You know, totally your call. And you were like, you know what? I love elk meat. And that's great. And so it's it a, trophy a trophy to me. It was a trophy to me. That was the most important thing. I know. Boom. I know a lot of people. And I, I did get a few questions on that. Why did you shoot such a small elk? And I was like, you know, it's it's not small to me. Huh. It's not the the size of the elk that was the main thing I was after. It's the size of the, the experience. experience. Yes. Yes. Amazing experience that we all had. Um, and then I have a freezer full of elk meat, the, some of the most delicious meat. So it's, and had it have been a handgun, uh, he would have been a monster trophy with a handgun. That would have been amazing. We're going to go but again. Yeah. We're going to do it we're again. We're going to make it happen. And then we went out duck hunting. Yes, we did. Which was awesome. We got to do everything while yeah, we're out here. We kind of, we kind of did a little bit of everything. Yeah. We went coyote hunting. I didn't call in a coyote though. Yeah. It's pretty rough, but we had an absolute We had such blast. a good time. Yeah. So uh, there's a million things I could talk to you about because <laughs> really you are, you know, and my, my whole family just thinks you're amazing, but I got to, I got to throw in this at the end. We, that's why I'm drinking coffee. We started at like, I think, I think I started at 4.30 this morning. Yeah, you started way yeah. earlier. But I got to share yeah. this with you. And this is her competitive spirit. So I said, hey, we're going to brand. And she was like, you know, I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I'm branding. And you had never, yeah. ever thrown a rope before, no. right? Never, never thrown a rope. So I got a rope. And, you know, I'm certainly no expert. I have some guys show me, you know, what I, what I know. And I've been to a few brandings and we rope our own cows. But I showed her like, okay, this is kind of what you do. And Jesse's like, she was out there for hours, like, whew, whew, on the I dummy. I had to have <laughs> thrown the rope probably 500 times oh. that first night. I was, I'm, first night and last night before we went out today, I was like, I'm going to get this. My goal when we came out here said, was to rope. I'm roping a calf. Roping a calf off a horse. Yes, but we started. So she started, started on, the ground, on the ground. And she's smoking calves. <laughs> and I was like, nice. So yeah. then she gets on the horse 
And what, you got two off the horse? I got two off the horse. So you got two off so the horse? So much harder. So much harder on horseback. Oh, right? It looks, yeah. looks easy. Then you get yeah. up there and you're like, whoa, that's a whole different So much game. going on. I got Cloud trying to figure him out, trying to keep my rope in line. Got the calves running People, all over the place. Calves. People, fire pit. It was just a mess. It was. But we made it happen. But you were you jumped <laughs> in there. It was absolutely awesome. And the very last calf was so awesome. It was running full Dude, out. It was this a- calf ran me up and down that pin all day long. I was going to rope that thing or it was going to oh, yeah. kill me. She was like, I'm <laughs> I gotta get the that. The sucker's going I, I, down. I, I gotta get that calf. And it just happened. You and me were both going <laughs> yes. in on it to get this calf, right? And Jesse turns, and we had just gotten off the horses because everybody was like, yeah. it's the last calf. It's figured out. Yeah. Horses yeah. are no good. It knows what's up. It was up. like, it had probably been <laughs> roped by one leg, and we had yeah. dropped it a couple times. It was like, this is it. Yeah. And it runs past me. The tree's right I, there. You threw such an awesome loop, and it hit, and he tipped his head up. Oh, yeah. So I, I slide off. And yeah. Sh- you just like it's this thing's appalling, and she just goes, "What?" And I I'm like, "Hell, Mary!" I was like, "Oh, I don't think so." Oh, it was awesome. It was like, <laughs> and then everybody piled uh, on, but it was so much fun. I you know, loved every minute of it. You were out there all day in the hot sun, yep. run cows, help put away horses, fed horses. Yep. She's carrying hay bales, so pretty, pretty amazing. That you, is everything I've ever wanted to do. I, I know you know this about me, but I have, so shooting is my job and what I love. Horses are my passion and ranching everything. And I've always said a bucket list is to do something in a rodeo. That's something on my list that I want to do. And I feel like we had a rodeo today. We did. Um, every, every branding is a rodeo. <laughs> yes, it was. I promise you. Um, but this is everything that I would love to wake up and do every day. Take care of the horses, work the cattle, just go and ride and check fences. I don't care. But thank you so much for letting we'll us come out. both practice and we'll do a rodeo. Yes. I, yes. Team, right. Let's team rope. We're in. Let's we'll do um, it. We're in. That's what we're doing next. Second career coming up. Jesse, thank you. Please. <laughs> thank you so much for having us. <laughs> please check out her Instagram and watch what she can do with the handgun. It will blow you away. And you might see some roping. Yeah. Oh, that's right. We might, we'll have to put that on there. Thanks again, though. I appreciate it. Thank you. It.